Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello everyone, and welcome welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. I am still a bit stuffy-nosed today, and Sips is... Yeah, me has too. a cold. Damn. I've got a big cold. Uh, are, you, are you feeling good? I am. Um, I'm feeling good. I, uh, I fly off to Singapore on, on Monday. Oh, uh, wow. Long, Already? Yeah, long, long I'm je- I'm super jealous because, yeah, it's a long flight. But it's lovely and hot. Um, I'm just super jealous of the long flight. Are you taking kids with you or anything? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to, to take your kids for a couple of weeks oh. off to, off to yeah. Sing Sing? Just shove me on a plane for like 20 hours alone I'm, and I'm it's happy. heaven for you. Hell yeah. yeah. I suppose. Oh, no, I'm, I'm off. Uh, yeah, I'm off on Monday. Um, we'll be there for, for two weeks. going to be Diwali is going on. Uh, while oh, I'm in nice. Singapore, and uh, Singapore has like it's it's divided up into sort of quarters. Although I don't think they're actually quarters. There's like the Indian quarter, and there's the the other there's the Chinese quarter, and there are some other quarters. So it's all kind of uh, divided up. Uh, I don't believe intentionally, but I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. But apparently, the Diwali celebrations are like, oh, you've got to see it. It's unbelievable. Because I mean, we, we see Diwali stuff here in the UK. Um, yeah, it's like fireworks and and festivals and all the rest of it, which is fantastic. I've been to a couple of Diwali things. Uh, and it's wonderful. And yeah. seeing it out there, apparently, it's like unbelievable. So looking forward to that. Hopefully, we can get some uh, get some of that on film. There's a lot of cool stuff in Singapore, but it's it, and it's quite small, really. Yeah, so you, you know. can just stroll around it, and uh, there's a bunch to see. Nice. Uh, I've been reading yeah. about it. The the mer lion is the spirit animal of Singapore. Apparently, it's like a a lion that's a half lion, half mermaid. Mer lion. Mer mer lion. Um, yeah, and there's statues of the, the mer lion Sexy. all over the place. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, nice. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool place. Um, definitely worth going for a day or two. How about two weeks? <laughs> I feel like two weeks is a long yeah, time. You're to working be there. though, to be fair, right? <laughs> yeah, but there. half the time I won't be working. Because... Yeah, but then you could just like you could just like uh, relax in your hotel and stuff, right? Like I, I go can, for a swim. Yeah, I can because of the way they've done TI this year. Most of the people that I know will be in in Norway. <laughs> So, oh yeah, they're doing like a remote broadcast for all of the the panel and all the rest of it. But the casters will be out in Singapore. Right. I've known I've known most of them longer than 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 anybody else, so uh, I'll be seeing them. So it, it's going to be fun. Uh, but it is two weeks uh, on my laptop, which I fucking hate. I asked them if I could please have a PC. They're like, no. So I've had to buy a laptop because my other one is too old. What kind of laptop did you buy? It. I mean, what are you going to be playing on it? Dota? No, not Dota. No. I don't um, know. Civil War generals. Um, <laughs> American general. American, American ultimate general. Civil American War. American battleship. Gettysburg uh, yeah. address. I, I yeah, have like... actually uh, been playing the Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I think it's called. It's like a. You have D&D. gone deep into these like role playing games. Yeah, though, I just uh, they're really they're really good now. Like the Celasta that I played. Celasta was kind of meh, but I finished it anyway because the combat was quite fun. But I feel like it was like. Imagine if your first car, because I haven't really played that many of these games, your first car was like a piece of shit, but you loved it anyway because it was, it was all you knew. And then you got to go in a really cool car. And you're like, oh, wow, this is so slick. So going from Solasta, which is a very budget kind of indie game, to Pathfinder, which is a very slick, seemingly very professional and huge game, uh, felt pretty good. So I was like, oh, wow, this is so much smoother and so much prettier and, 
and all the rest of it. So yeah, it's it's really fun. I've been playing that, and uh, I had a battle last night. It was one battle. It took forty three rounds or something like that. It took like nearly two hours to do this oh, one fight. It just kept God. going on and on Whoa. and on. It was mad, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that. Who are the characters you've got on your Wrath of the you, Righteous? You only have one main character, and then you just recruit people as you go along. Um, yeah, and I, I would Who... describe it as a very high fantasy setting. So who have you picked? I've got. Your... Um, let me think. I'm just trying to remember the names. Is it who are you as well? What are you? What's I'm your a, I'm a sorcerer. I'm an uh, an arcane sorcerer. So not a charisma based sorcerer. Right. Just a, an intelligence based sorcerer. And uh, classic. Yeah. Brain I just boy. thought I can stay at the back and zap. You know what I mean? Job done. And he's easy, all right. I mean, I'm level three, so my spells aren't great. It's kind of like magic missile, magic missile. You just tickle the enemies. But I've got this woman called Sila. She's a paladin. I gave her this huge magical glaive. She's literally chopping people in half, and they explode into bits. It's very fun. Uh, and then I've got Ember, who's like some kind of a witch, and I've got this uh, yeah. this woman that's half She's like spider, a half homeless. cat. Um, I can't remember her yeah. name. There's a lot of very cool. There's a lot of very cool classes. Yeah. in Pathfinder, and it's very. There's a lot of weird subclasses to them all as well, I seem to remember. Yeah. So you, 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 sort of you know, you'll start as a, you'll start as like a, I don't know, there'll be like a, a slayer and then it'll go into like a, even like a weird, even weird stuff. Like a, it's, like it a feels kind of superhero enforcer. It, it feels yeah, like superhero kind of D&D thing, but uh, it, it is fun. Uh, and the, just the way the game plays and looks is really nice. It is a little fiddly because it's three, it's like Pathfinder, which is basically 3.5 edition D&D, which is a little bit more fiddly. Whereas Celasta was fifth edition, which is much slicker and sort of pared down in terms of as a rule set. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to well, so much game. of the work is done for you with the digital version. Oh god, yeah. But I, I think yeah, what I loved about Pathfinder was just how rich the rule set was in the sense of how many I don't know abilities and overlapping things. But also, I mean, like a pretty good little story as well. I, I mean, remember we all played Divinity: Original Sin together. That was. Um, that was a good, good experience. It was terrible. Although it experience. was a friendship challenge. <laughs> it was a terrible we all, experience. We all argued so much. Oh, um, God, that was frustrating. I just think in those kind of games, you want to be controlling your party. And, and the thing is, you realize how hard it would be to actually be in a party, especially with slightly different alignments, because what the fuck are you going to do when your barbarian says, I'm going to attack these orcs? And you're like, no, don't yet. And then it happens. Or your thief goes off and opens a chest and sets off a trap. You'd be like, fucking hell, this is impossible. So we were all playing our own character, sort of running about. I remember you got very angry because Sips just looted everything and was sitting there with all this loot that you needed. Yeah. He was, <laughs> I remember that very well. I love loot. Oh, yeah, we all I, love loot, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get in there i get i go i go big for the loot you know why not we all went out different play styles and they it didn't mesh well the other thing about divinity that i remember was most frustrating was that some people wanted to read the story and others didn't give a shit about the story and wanted to skip the story and so there was this like constant um (laughs) like tug like <laughs> back and forth yeah, of, like whether or not we pulling my pin yeah. well yeah. I, I just yeah. felt like the, the fights in uh, Divinity 2 are quite spaced out whereas in like in, for example the Pathfinder game you're in like a dungeon area this fights every room just little ones but it keeps you doing something you know what I mean so you're clicking you're looting you're clicking you're, click you're looting you're casting spells you're doing stuff so I felt like it was just a bit more... With Divinity, I felt like every fight was like, oh my god, this is so fucking hard. Yeah, like they, some of them fight. were so hard, the the fights. They felt like a, a slog at first, right? Yeah. But then you kind of get... You develop like your little strategies and stuff, and it's not so bad. Oh, but, but it was so rough. Some of those fights, we just had to do them like over and over again. Jeez. Yeah. I, I loved Pathfinder, actually. I, I don't know why I stopped playing. I think something else came along yeah. and I got distracted, but... Talking it. of something else coming along and you getting distracted, Lewis, I've, I've had an email um, okay. from a guy called Toby. Right. Uh, he was the guy who stopped you in Queen Square in your van. Uh, meeting him made right. my day and then hearing about it on the podcast made his week. Nice. But then he says he saw you again when he drove his back his van around the main office and you told him to go away. <laughs> I did. That was yes. That was actually yesterday. Yeah, I think that's really um, funny. Is that is this, this email's just coming? Well, in, was I'm that guessing. like one of those? Oh, I remember seeing you just a day ago, and then you sort of say like, "Come on, stop following me around," or whatever, right, like okay. a joke. Or were you actually seriously telling him to get lost? No, take I was a like, hike. Thing is, like, I was. It was like I was just around the corner. There it was. It's like a zebra crossing, and I was walking across the zebra crossing. He obviously saw me and drove like. <laughs> 
drove onto the zebra crossing <laughs> and like got in the way and i was like i looked i recognized him straight away i was like oh hi and then and he was like he just sort of looked at me and was like like hi now he what did he say he said shall i stop again he said shall i stop again and i went no go away <laughs> um as like a joke partly because he because he was like stopped in the middle of the road and there was nowhere convenient for him to stop either nice um so no i just laughed and that really made right? me laugh actually so toby thank you uh, here's like... another one this might be a little late right because this happened yesterday uh at about midnight this uh, email came on uh well actually this was a u.s time i'm at a walmart and my car won't start. Uh, do you dads and Lewis have any clue what the problem is? All the lights are on, so the battery is probably fine. Right. Try to start, but won't turn over. So start a motor. Uh, the engine's flooded. Might, might be the problem. Any idea? Were you parked? Were you parked on a on a slant, on a slope? Like with the with the engine being at the bottom, because like I think a bunch of fluid can run into the engine and just kind of like <laughs> you need to like turn it around and park it uh, the opposite way around. Walmart car parks not traditionally sloped, in my experience. Well, what you don't you, know. You, know they, you never know. The, you never I mean, know. every every road and car park has to be on a little bit of a slope, right? Because they got to mm. be able to drain like water. It has to be a pretty extreme slope for your car not to start. On well, it, maybe it's I just like. uh, maybe it's just like a um, you know a lot of lot of parking on a slope that's uh, this contributed to it, and then it just decided to to fully seize up in the in the Walmart parking lot. It, I mean, it obviously the fact that it tries like, to turn over means that. Yeah, it's just going like, but it doesn't catch. The are okay. Yeah. Because he says the lights are on, but that doesn't mean a huge amount because I think the lights can run on quite low back. I think the I think the engine is uh, is. It sounds is like starter flooded. motor. Yeah. yeah, it could be start starter motor or, or uh, Sip says flooded engine. So yes. Good luck. Yeah, flooded engine sounds That's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. bad. It's not you. You can recover from it, but it's it's pretty rough. Like your car will not start until it's unflooded. So um, it might be your alternator, mate. Yeah, good luck with that. Might need to get one. the alternator looked yeah. at. That might. Don't park it have on you, a slope. Have you, have you tried um, tried licking the spark plugs, mate? Yeah. Uh, what you do is you get one of the spark plugs that you lick it, you pop it back. Oh, in. you know what? It could actually be a spark plug. That could be a spark plug issue as well, could right? Be. Could be loose connection yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. You got to gap the plugs. Yeah. Yeah. There might yeah, be mate. all cludge in the uh, in the spark plug. Do you talk to your car regularly? Yeah. Like, you, like say nice things to it and stuff. Because sometimes, Erica, yeah, I talk to her all the time. Well, there you go. See, that's why Flax's car runs like a dream all the time. It's like a plan. I, I thank my car. Like, I nurture said, your car. Yeah, that's it on the dashboard to say, "God bless you, Erica." Thank that's such an old man. Do you know what? Speaking of cars, I, I just bought a, a new car. Not a new car. I bought a. I, I bought a second second-hand car we've become a family that requires a runaround mm. the taxi service has expanded exponentially this year with clubs and engagements and whatever and now we need to have another car so that we can it's happened. so that we can coordinate. wow so what uh, you've been a one car family up until this point yeah with three children well, a one one a one car family yeah so so now we got the the car that you know lewis the the blue one the nice, the nice mm -hmm. big one. That is the dedicated baby car because it's got the baby's seat in it. It's the right. there's room in the trunk for her, her, um, yeah. her pram, all that kind of stuff. It's a bigger car, so you know if you need to go do shopping or whatever. And then we got a nice little. It's it it it's a uh, it's a it's flashy. It's nice. It's really good. It looks it looks cool. It's like a nice. cool looking car uh which is a lot smaller far less trunk space but um my older kids uh really like it they think it's really cool it's a little bit more modern it's like two years uh younger than the old car so it's got like one of those cool computer screens you know like when you're reversing and it's got the camera on the back and shit it's got one of those I, yep. it was second hand though like don't get carried away thinking that you know i've joined the one percent or whatever because i have not it's still like a still a bit still a bit of a banger but it's nice it's a uh, nice it's nice to have uh, another car feels fun to get to know that car as well I yeah like. yeah, yeah. Yeah, accepting yeah. it into the fold, you know. Getting it in the family. Yeah, yeah getting it into the family. Now people, it, and it has a job, you know, and people recognize its role as well. And they're like, can we take the, the new car? Yes, we can. It's just me <laughs> and you. We can do it. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, so it's been kind of exciting. My kids have been really excited about it. We went for a nice drive and stuff. We went to uh, we went to drive out to a place to get some chips, but we did not get chips because uh, it turns out this place uh, received a zero star health and hygiene review oh recently 
um, so um, so we did not get chips from this place. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happens. I, I don't know how you even open your doors after that. First happened. of all, how did you? I okay. have to have closed down. Sorry. So you went. You took the the new ride out yeah. for a spin. Right. Yeah. And you went to get to a place you hadn't been before. No, no. This, this is a place that allows. we have been before. Right. Right. It, oh. But it's out. It's out there. It's like not not where we normally go. Like it's not close to town or whatever. It's like out there because we took the the car for a good old spin. You know, the kids wanted to see what this thing was capable of. So we went for a big long drive. And they're like, "Can we get some chips?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, we can get some chips. You don't even need to ask." And then we went to this place. Zero star hygiene rating. Sorry, kids, we're not getting chips. Yeah, there was uh, a Chinese restaurant near me in the same boat. Can't risk it. They, they yeah. published a thing. Uh, the, the local paper actually did something good for a change. They published all of the local restaurants and everything's hygiene rating because quite often you don't look. You don't no, notice, especially yeah. if you're ordering online. Yeah. That's the thing that they could put on Deliveroo, actually, is the hygiene rating. That is a really good play by your local paper. Yeah. I and feel I was like, like that's almost big up material for this it, i believe it would be bigger this was a, a few years ago but one of them was a chinese restaurant that i had eaten at many times they had a zero is yeah. now a five right uh, subsequently so i mean honestly they did sister it does fucking matter like there it were places yeah. like oh god please don't let so and so be low rating but the reason yeah. they published it is because a, a restaurant near me that was like a staple one of those places everybody went to turned out it had a lot of rats in the kitchen and got oh. like a, a zero and had to rats. shut down oh yeah. no also we all thought the guy who ran it was italian i'm pretty sure i spoke about this before actually right just a little uh little throwback there but uh we would go there and it was like an italian place and everybody ate there and it was like we thought the family there was italian we thought he was italian he wasn't he was persian right and he just never corrected anybody <laughs> what was <laughs> his had name? All italian flags hanging around i can't remember what his name was this all a, right. a few years ago now but he was he was not it italian at all um but we all thought he was it was just quite funny so not only was he secretly not italian he secretly was basically running the ratatouille kitchen um, it was it was pr pretty bad. Jesus, yeah, I don't, I just don't, um, I, I can't, I cannot trust a place that gets a zero. And I, again, I don't even know how you turn that around or stay open or whatever. Like you, I would think you would just have to to close down in utter shame, right? Like, like you think so? But we just have not been able to do it. Sorry, I'm, I'm amazed that a you're zero. allowed to keep going if you're a zero. I don't like, think you are. I think they. Have I thought to there close would be down, regulations. Right? Yeah, but there's got to be some period where you are still open for a little bit. Like they break the news. I don't think they come in. It's not like that guy from Ghostbusters where they come in and just shut you down immediately. You know, like Walter Peck from Walter the Peck, and like they turn off the what containment unit. What did you do unit. here, Doctor Venkman? It's true, yeah. Mayor. This man has no dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is this Wally's Chippy, the one you went to? Yeah, that's the one. Is it still open? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm just reading the hygiene thing. Right. So apparently... There's a couple... There was a. There was like a fancy like uh, four-star restaurant as well that got a zero rating. So I think yeah, it's like... Yeah, the Chateau Le, Le Chair. That's a, the one, yeah. A flagship yeah. visitor's hotel. So there's a couple of places and I feel like they. it all happened around the same time. I feel like there's like some weird technicality somewhere, you know, where like they, they changed how they rate or something like that. And none of these places, they probably got the memo, but they ignored it and then didn't do these like two or three things that they needed to change. Didn't do it. And then... You know, somebody just got annoyed with them and said, "Fine, it's a zero. And then they were, and then they were scrambling around trying to save their business because obviously that's kind of like a death sentence, isn't it, for a, a restaurant to get it as zero yeah. and get closed down? <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it, that's a it, yeah, it's a, a weird one. I don't I don't know Eating much out about is it. Always but... like oh, it's such an interesting thing, isn't it? You're always worried or wondering about whether a place is good or bad. It's always like super hard to tell because you don't know what like, what's going on in the back room. You don't know what, who's running this place. No, you know, yeah. and like I guess also I, I think it's like um one of these things where it could just go bad and the people running it like almost don't see. Yeah, right? because they're they're like so used to it, or they're so desperate to like carry on, or they're just like they don't have the staff, or the energy, or the effort, or the money, or whatever it is. To, I think there's to... also a lack of knowledge about about what counts as uh, as safe and unsafe. I think there are a lot of people. If you've been doing things for years one way and you've never had complaints, you just think, well, this is fine. 
just just a mouse, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah. It's like, we, 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 yeah, we got rid of him. We put a trap down or it's just stuff like that. So I think a lot of it is like um, a, a lack of understanding about what is considered professional food handling. So labeling and dating everything so you know exactly how old it is. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. If the food inspector comes into the kitchen and there's just containers in the fridge, they would rate you down, I think, if it doesn't have any markings indicating this is how old this shit is. Gordon Ramsay comes in and finds like just a whole bunch of like really frozen chickens in your freezer. Look at that! Look at that! What is that? He gets gets annoyed. Gray gray meat. That he's found oh, at the back of the fridge. My kids love and hate that bit. They love it when he pulls the chicken. It's like just runny gray chicken. Yeah, what is that? it's like with his oozing. bare hands. They're yeah. like, oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Every time. Right. Here we go. Another email. Uh, this is from Sam, uh, a teacher in Sheffield, and these are we talk about names quite often and what are like older names and unused yeah. names. So these are some of the names that they've seen. These are the most common girls' names that they've seen recently. Evelyn. Evelyn, okay. Evelyn, very popular. It's making a comeback. Rare not to have one in a class, apparently. Agnes and Agatha, increasingly popular. Right. David, no longer just for middle-aged men, says Sam. David's back. Uh, David's back. And some other older boys' names that he's seen. Eric, with a K, so it doesn't really matter. Edgar. Okay. Andrew, Michael, Gregory, and... Chris, no way! On the comeback, it's all it's all coming back round. See, coming back full circle. It's like fashion goes in circles, right? They say. So I was watching. Um, I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching The Crown, and uh, yeah, it's the final, final, uh, or most recent season. I'm just at the end of it, which is of course uh, during the Thatcher era, the 80s and stuff. And you, you see some of the fashion, and you think, hang on a second, there's still people wearing that kind of stuff today. Like it's. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe because they're trying to recreate what was what it was like in the 80s with like you know today in mind or something or, or what but you can see it time to time right fashion come back around i saw somebody uh, out and about like in town the other day and i thought i'd gone back in time to the 90s they had like these massive massive pants like huge like you know <laughs> skater pants with yeah, like yeah. you couldn't even see their shoes because the bottoms were so big and like a big nirvana hoodie and like a like a like a toque and stuff they looked all grungy it was in it was, oh, was kind of nice just to see, discovered nirvana yeah yeah and yeah. this is a big thing in 2022 yeah. yeah it's uh i wonder it's i wonder if their see. name is uh laird or brecken brecken or bodie oh, or, or or topher wait bodie or, is not or cutter or cutty or braxton these are names i've just had from from seth has sent me in a list of uh names from utah oh right notorious for these names because they have the highest birth rate in america in utah so there's a lot of names and people try to be different trevin uh that's pretty fucking awful eteric good god why are Uh, people fucking so much in utah i wonder what else is there to do what's in the water what's good those names are just un they're just they're just noises. Question. I, I, feel, <laughs> just like noises. The, I feel like the eighties fashion. Just the sound influence. of a burp. That's your name. It's a, a fart sound. <laughs> How do you write that down as well? It's got like phonetic spelling. Belch. Belcher. Belcher. That sounds like a, a cool name. You know. Yeah. That sounds like a name of a kid in a Roald Dahl book. Though, yeah. You know. I think like. Do you think like Stranger Things and these sort of things have influences on? fashion style i think they probably do a little bit yeah i mean i I guess they all have minor impacts like gothic stuff like goth clothing and and kind of style has always been heavily influenced by like um the adams family sure yeah i mean yeah but i mean the the um i feel like there's 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 hints of like saved by the bell fashion like around right now or maybe coming back like especially like those hiked up jeans you know you see girls wearing them that that are like they're like really pulled up quite high like uh like uh jesse katsopoulos kelly kapowski style sort of thing you see you see that nowadays more so than you than you would have so i guess that's like come back somehow i don't know i think the teddy fresh like color block stuff is quite 80s in a sense like in the sense of it's like color scheme where did this that, uh, like those, where did those this mixed m- pastel colors where did this men's fashion come where your your jeans are really tight and they ride right up the ankle but then you wear loafers with no socks like what? I don't what know. Is the no socks thing drives me up the wall. What Put is a pair this? Of fucking socks. I'm, what are you very doing? Confused why? About why that? is this I happening? Like I don't know. Put some. Yeah. Put some socks on and get some. Get some jeans that go down to your shoe and like cover <laughs> the top of your shoe slightly. 
Like, do it what's, now. What are you what doing? What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. It is weird that that, that shorter, like, cut, like those those ankle jeans or whatever. Yeah. They look awful. I don't understand. How do you even get them mm. on? My feet are you too know, big. I wouldn't be able to get them through the little tiny ankle holes at the bottom. You know, I, th- I think we're talking about Joe. Joe. Joe Joe wears those kind of ankle show-off well, jeans. Well, maybe we need to get into the stuff. mind of Joe then and find out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, Can you ask Joe next time somebody you see Somebody ask Joe, what is he thinking? Does you not have a mirror at home or what? Like- Joe, cool Joe, Joe Hickson. Yes, Joe Hickson, Joe Hickson. Cool Joe. I mean, he might just be too big for normal jeans, so they just no, stop. No, so, dude, no. do your shoes He's very just long, fucking He's a long boy. stink like hell? Like, they must do if you're not wearing socks in them. You like, think so? Every it time I've ever worn shoes without socks, they immediately smell like hell. Like, it's... Agreed, it, agreed. I don't know, I think the people who are wearing them probably have, like, I don't know if they use those roll-ons on their, on their feet, or, like, I don't know, they're... You know Maybe what does work? Feet. What a pair of fucking socks? When I was uh, when I was growing up, my dad uh, was a police officer, and he had a whole bunch of weird jobs in the police. Like he worked in IDENT, which is like you know he'd go to crime scenes and have to take pictures and stuff. You know, like and, uh, right. and develop all the photos and put together all the, the case files and evidence and all that kind of stuff. And uh, through that, he had access to this powder that they would use to mask the smell of a dead body, right? Like oh. so 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 if they're at a scene and they're taking pictures and it reeks, they could use this powder uh and it wouldn't like interfere with anything or whatever and it would just sort of take the edge off the smell, right? So that they could do their jobs without puking every 5 seconds or whatever. So I had a pair of shoes that I used to wear as a kid during the summer uh, and I was wearing them this particular summer without socks and they stunk. And he brought that powder home to put into my shoes from work <laughs> to mask wow. the smell. Because like he a- said the smell was so bad, the whole like front uh, passage of our house just was smell enveloped like with feet. this fucking oh. foot smell. Yeah, so he brought this he brought this this powder home and sprinkled it in my shoes to get rid like of the smell. Is powder or something? Do I don't you know. Like embalm your shoes? I don't know. You know what I'd like to do <laughs> when, when my though. kids come in from school? You know in Shawshank Redemption when he turns up at the prison they throw that delousing powder on him? I'd like to get a bucket of that de-stinking powder. And when my kids come in, I just like, boom, just douse them with de-stinker. Yeah. Because my kids, kids reek. They get to a certain age. Man, you want to do stink. a 12 monkeys on them and just fucking hose them down with a power washer. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you know? I mean, they're, they're, they're basically, I'm going to have two teenagers. And teenagers, you don't know it. They stink, But when yeah. you go into your puberty, you fucking, fucking reek. Like, you really do stink. Yeah, once your hormones start going and shit, like, uh, under, under your arms stinks oh. if you don't keep on top of it. Like, you just start to stink a bit, right? Low Loads of people stink all the time. I, 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 like not or not even people like things stink. Like a lot of people have these like jackets that stink or yeah. like people's cars <laughs> stink. Like I've got this friend of mine who's got this. Um, he's got a couple of young babies and he's also got like this big big dog. And so the car is just you know the dad van is just basically yeah. Full yeah, of, really stinks. It smells like car like baby sick and dog. And yep. a wet dog. And it's like, I, this fucking stinks, dude. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I told him. Remember, and I, I felt bad. And he was like, I've, I'm used to it now. I can't smell it. And I'm like, man, it just fucking do... You, I don't know, get some of that embalming powder or something. Just scatter yeah. it around yeah. in here. I remember when I, when I, I was a teenager, him, we, we'd all started smoking. And we, were, we smoked a lot when we were teenagers. And a very typical thing to happen to you as a teenager is, because you don't really have resources, is you'll get stuck out in the rain or something, right? Or you end up yeah. having to walk like two miles in the fucking rain or the snow or some shit. Anyway, there were definitely... Uh, situations where people would turn up after getting caught out in some 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 weather thing, you know, where they didn't have access to their car, they couldn't get a ride or something. So they turn up to your house soaking wet or or whatever. But because we were all smoking at the time too, all of our clothes just reeked of cigarettes, but then combined with them getting all wet and muddy and shit like that too. Somebody come over to your house and uh, and then you'd want to break that powder out again. <laughs> just like mask the smoke. Yeah. Just the weird thing dunk. is like some people stink and it's actually like kind of a nice, cozy stink. It's like Tom, yeah. Tom obviously is a smoker, right? Like a mu- like a musty, like Tom, a, like an old Tom man Clark. smell, you know. Like if you go, and visit- so yeah, he's like he has like this kind of tobacco-y aroma around him all yeah. the time, and it's like fine it's quite nice right but i I guess other people might find that unpleasant in a coat uh, i don't uh, think it's too bad i think if you wear like a like a a toque all the time and you can smell like your greasy hair and then cigarettes as well not as not not ideal i would say mm. that's that's kind of gross right and you 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 get elements of that 
depending. I sort of, I do, I'm sure, look, I'm sure I'm not the best. Also, my, my washing machine is broken somehow at the moment and it won't take the fabric softener. So all of my laundry is like... What do you mean it won't take it? It just says no. It just won't, it's all clogged up. It won't up. take the fabric softener. You've got to get like, it on. What does that mean? It, it's congealed all around the entry point. You've got to have to flush it out so somehow. What, no, I, I, I took the drawer out. I cleaned it all out. No, I've, no, it's I've, not like, the drawer. The it's the like pipe. the little pipe. The pipe you're going to have to sluice it. You're going to have to sluice it. I love the word sluice. Sluice that. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get, get some, some like, Drano down there. Get some sluice action. you got to get some I, Drano I down there and hot, cut the grease. I did a hot wash with it and it sort of didn't help anything. So you, you oh, can mm. just put it directly on the clothes. You don't, don't have I to put it in a fucking though. drawer. I wouldn't no, I, 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 no, I, I th- never put washing liquid in the drawer. I put it straight on the clothes. No, the washing liquid's going in fine. I'm putting that in the drawer. But the fabric softener... You ever put any of that... Stage. Uh, you ever, right? you ever put any of that Does fucking antibacterial yeah. shit in there? Like the ninety nine percent kills everything stuff. I don't. I don't think so. Dettol? I don't think there's a. There's yeah. no smell in the in there, so I think it's fine. The old washing machine. Yeah. So Miele, it it Miele, by the way, in the drum. Miele, M I E L E. Yeah. Well, they say that. So you gum up your machine, and it's all a ploy. It's a play yeah, by it's, big it's washing. It's kind of like it's kind of like those phones where you buy the phone and. It's great, and then two years later, you find the battery lasts like five minutes, and yeah. it's all, it's all a big scam big to get you to. Well, anyway, buy all a new of my one. I feel like all of my washing lately has just been a bit dank. Oh, mine's I just don't know. covered in. Snot oh no, here's a smell puke. for you. I got you. puked on last night. Here's so. a smell for you. You put a load of washing in the machine. You set it going overnight. You forget to put it in the tumble dryer. Oh, yeah. Take it out. Yeah. You open it. it smells that like smell cheese, yeah. is disgusting. It really it's is, like yeah. It's like such a rank death smell. Well, this is the thing. I feel like all of my clothes smell just a tiny little bit like that. So you need yeah. to get you need a, to make you sure you get on the dryer. Machine, I think. And don't yeah. get a combo washer dryer. They're no good. You need no, a separate no tumble dryer. Need a separate. Need got to be a, a high weight one yeah. as well. All right, now here's a question. Where do you keep your washing machine and tumble dryer. Because ours are in the kitchen. That's very common in the UK. Yeah. But a lot of other countries, they keep it in the bathroom. Where they ha- I mean, in the UK, you tend not to have a utility room. No. Because most houses aren't big enough. But a lot of people I know overseas, they can't believe that they, you keep the tumble well, dryer. Well, we just don't have the space over here. Everything's a lot more compact, right? So we're the same. I we have that, our that's a part of it. washing machine in the kitchen. And our, the tumble dryer is in the garage right behind me, actually. It used to be in the kitchen. But uh, we mm. moved it out here because uh, before I had the garage done, it was a bit dungeony and and dusty mm. and stuff. But now that it's like a, an office, we can we can actually have some stuff out here. So the tumble dryer yeah. is one of those things. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. All right, well, here's another email from the old bag. Uh, this is from Omar. So Omar coming? Recent. <laughs> Omar Little. Omar Little. Omar on the block. Recently, I've been I've been keen on a co-worker of mine, and we chat extensively whenever our shifts co-align. Right. Even Ooh. outside of work, we chat a lot, and her messages and talks were always rather flirtatious. Right. I'd previously asked her out, but I played it off as not that big of a deal, more of a shot in the dark, and was rejected due to the unfortunate timing of her boyfriend breaking up with her just about a week before. Oh. All caps. 
in brackets, note, I did not know this prior. It's all right, Omar, I'm not judging. That's fine, Omar. I want to ask you guys what course of action I should I should take. Should I let the feelings die down? Or more, I should try to be there as a friend until a different moment and ask again. Okay, Problem okay. of the heart, so help a boy out. I would I not, like- uh, I would personally mm. not try again. Uh, like, uh, like after the first time, I, I would say, okay, she wasn't up for it. I, the ball is like in her court now, you know, I would just carry on like you're, like you're doing, you know, having nice chats and stuff like that. And then just see what happens. And if nothing happens, well, that's just somebody that you can have a nice chat with and go find someone else. You know what I mean? I, I think the main thing is not to, to over strategize in any of these events. Yeah. And there was a very, just very take- strong tendency among the dating population just to treat it like a fucking game of risk and decide whether to yeah. push for South America or go in via Irkutsk. You know, you can chill yeah. and you can you can just see how it goes, maintain the, what you've got for the time being, yeah. and then if the occasion arises, like Sip says, then make a play. But don't think, I'll mark a date on the calendar or, or press for when can I ask you out. Just let it grow yeah, organically. Why don't Otherwise, just like, it's, it's a big, big turn. Sometimes you just got to take a look at what you've got and just say, yeah, this is, this is cool. I can keep... Just this, like this. It doesn't need to go any further. You know what I mean? Like, it's just nice to have a good chat with somebody that, you know, you, it, is a bit flirtatious or whatever. And that that can just be that, right? It doesn't need to be mm. anything more. Like, if you've tried, especially, and like maybe the timing wasn't right that time or whatever, but I don't think I would try again. I would just sort of leave it as it is and no, just see what happens, you know? I'm thinking there's a couple of things here. One, when you asked her out, you didn't know that she'd had a breakup. But does that mean you... Didn't know she had a boyfriend. I would suggest that that is a very good sign, Omar. Because if if you're talking to someone and they never mention their boyfriend or their wife or whatever, that's because they want to leave open the potential. And then if things turn south and they decide they're not interested, then they start talking about their boyfriend. Yeah, Yeah, if people aren't interested in you, the first thing they do is mention their boyfriend or girlfriend, right? And then you're like, okay. But then, big, then big the rejection being waved you, here. the rejection, yeah. I feel like, is a very easy excuse, right? And a very lazy one, too. It's almost like, well, oh. Well, she just broke up with her boyfriend. That yeah, is fair enough. I don't know, though. I think you could have, I think you could have said, like, I don't know. Like, my concern with that is that that seems like, yeah, like like, like Sip said, the ball is in, in her court now. I wouldn't yeah. ask again because I think that you, yeah. I would expect another excuse along those lines like oh you know i've i've got um still still sorting myself out or you know i'm still i think that she always has i'm not ready yet you know there's always a very easy excuse well this is one time but she's trying to she's trying to break it to you gently too right like i would say lewis be brave fair heart ne'er won fair maid right yeah you gotta be brave you got to be ready for some... Crap a DM, uh, I say. Um, indeed. Crap a DM all crap over a DM that, all, all And make sure... On that. Yeah. You, you could be sluicing her in a in, in, in few matter of weeks. You just got to bide yeah. your time. I think, I think if she's interested in you, she'll make that clear in some way. You know, yeah. she'll find yeah. ways to hang out with you. She'll mention hanging out sure. with you. You'll spend time together yeah. naturally. Exactly. And then you won't have to ask her out, inverted commas, because you already have just been going out doing stuff together right i think i think going for some sort of plan is is or, or hollywood style would you like to go on a drink with me or kind would of you thing like is to go on a, a drink is, is that, hey is, would you like to go on a drink with me or maybe uh go flying on a plate and eat some food maybe oh. we could uh share a soda pop together pop down at the drugstore i hear there's a new chip and chip and chippy chip and chip and savaloy place round down down the way yeah, wally's wally's chip shop you want to get a Savaloy. Yeah. I love it. I love that people seek dating advice from people that have been married for like two decades. That's nice. <laughs> and an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and a moron as well. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, just joking. Not helpful. I'm just joking. I guess like I guess like my just my feeling is if like in my experience, if they're interested in you, they'll let you know, right? They they I think that and and in some ways you can make yourself more attractive by just not not being too hungry for it, right? Yes. Like I think that That's in some like ways, a old, 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 like a tried, tested, and true method, isn't it? For people like to for in a lot of cases, right? Don't be the the eager person, you know. Just just chill a bit and and wait to see yeah. what happens. Chill. I think that's just the, be a cool the, guy to hang out with that is around and interesting and fun. And if it doesn't and, happen, and you'll find that other people will cool. be attracted to you as well. Yeah, yeah. 
People are yeah. right, we people are always here. attracted to that one guy that treats them like crap and doesn't give a shit about them, right? Like this, this is like yeah, that's right. I didn't think of that strategy. Yeah, so there you go. That just start being, just start being aloof. Wait, like women a, love a man who's a complete a piece of, of shit. A, everybody knows this, <laughs> right? I mean, everybody yeah. knows this. Yeah. Right. This is this is from someone whose name is redacted for security purposes. Right. Oh, I am a royal engineer in the British Army. Right. Who specializes in explosive ordnance disposal and search. Right. This means when bombs are found, I'm part of the team that either high orders it, which is setting plastic explosives to blow it up right where it is, or low orders it, which is cutting a bomb open and burning the explosive material without damaging surrounding structures. That sounds a bit more I also do boring. the search aspect of finding the bombs, yeah. World War II bombs or IEDs, with special metal detectors, ground penetrating radars, and the like. I don't have any questions for you guys. Nice. Well, However, please why would respond, you? Have, please respond if you have any questions. I'd love it if he was work. like, yeah, I've got this. Uh, I'm on a case right now where there's, uh, there's <laughs> Do a... Do I cut the red wire, <laughs> a or, the blue wire, wire. or a red wire? <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm here right now, and I'm poised to cut one of them. You could get back to me. This was 16 hours ago, All so right. it could well be that he's, he's on a... I'm currently sweating my balls off looking at a pile of bombs. Now, what's the best approach? Yeah. No, so do we have any questions about that? I would say primarily, what is the closest you've come to fucking up? And like, you know, where you were just like, oh shit, like literally that moment in Lethal Weapon where he says, Roger, grab the cat and yeah. run out of the underground car park. Does that kind of shit happen where you're like, oh, we fucked up, everybody get out of here. Also, do you really use that liquid nitrogen and stuff to, to cool the explosive so you can get in there and do stuff? And how accurate was the Hurt Locker? Did that feel like Can you is is there a little dome that you could put over top of a, an explosive that will contain the explosion? Because I feel like if somebody could invent a little dome like that, well, that would be really good for your job. I right? think that's actually worse. Why? Because you're confining the explosion. If you look, I, I think that it might be a MythBusters. I could be wrong. Well, you can combine they, the. They put like a firecracker on on like a brick, uh -huh. and it just went bang. And then they put a helmet over it, and it went bang, and the helmet went like 100 feet up in the air. Holy crap. So if you contain the explosion, the force is like, it isn't just lost very quickly. What if you it doesn't bolt it down? What if you, like, I'm talking like bridge bolts, like big I'm fucking sure they do bolts. something like that. Like a huge metal <laughs> helmet that they I, put I, on I there. Think and you're basically just talking about a down. grenade here, right, aren't you? <laughs> That's what that is. Right? What? The helmet? Yeah, the like, helmet no, is like not it's a an grenade, explosion <laughs> surrounded by metal. Oh, man. You're right? Well, it would have to be so thick that the explosion is like contained. So it doesn't, you don't basically turn it into a giant grenade. <laughs> That would be bad. Oh, uh, well, let's we put loads know. of sharp bits of metal around it. That sounds like a good idea. But I, I'm sh maybe they could put like some kind of a special. Maybe dome. just pile a load of nails on it. You know, how does mm. that sound? Yeah, cover know. it in nails and glass and stuff. So yeah, those, those are get, get back to us on that if you can. That is a f fascinating job. I'm imagining like all of these jobs. It sounds incredibly glamorous, and we have this imagination of what it is. But the reality is, ninety percent of the time, you're sat around you know doing doing regular boring stuff yeah um, and then you know worry then there must be these awful worrying moments where someone's unearthed uh something in the garden you know it turns out it's just an old lamp or something uh, you know and it's yeah, not it's actually a, a bomb god yeah anyway give us some 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 stories god like i like to hear bomb these old bombs must be such a fucking crap shoot. i just said uh, the oh. the thing that that um unnerves me the most about that job is that if you do fuck up there's no time for you to like really react right like if you right. cut the wrong wire immediately you're dead like that, yeah. that's it like uh, the, there's no it's surrender lights out bucko yeah like there's yeah. no like oh shit maybe i can retry that or uh you know you're you're either dead or you're like fucking catastrophically maimed like oh, oh God, no yeah. thanks <laughs> jesus christ um, Good, good lord. All right, I, I, just a follow-up to that is, how many people have you spoken to that are in the, the army or the military and deeply regret being there? Like, I've spoken to a few squaddies and stuff over the years, especially when I was working in, at BAE, and they all said to me, don't ever join the army, it's dog shit. That was, that was their take. I'd be interested to hear your take. Right. You, it sounds like you do something more interesting than they did. All right, here's one. This is from Josh. 
Uh, this is about bumper stickers. We were talking about bumper stickers. Oh, yeah, like honk if you're horny and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for one thing, I said that your rear window has to be clear. Apparently, that's not the case. But your side mirrors, your wing mirrors, do have to give you a clear view behind the car. Uh, so if you are going to block up your rear window, um, and people said, oh, lol, what about vans? Well, they have very wide wing mirrors. If you look at vans, the wing mirrors come out much further than they do on cars. They're on, like, little arms. So they can see behind them. And, of course, you know, except I, I said if you have a rear window, I'm pretty sure it would have to be clear i think police could stop you and apparently if you're overloaded they'll stop you for being overloaded is one thing if your car is too heavy that can be a thing because i think it would be a safety issue you wouldn't necessarily be able to brake as quickly um but you you have to be able to see behind the car reason pretty well with your your wing mirrors mine are covered in spider webs all the time so be careful anyway this is from josh uh hi legends please read this in your australian accent pflax okay hold on you guys were talking about bumper stickers, and I think Australia has the worst in the world. <laughs> People often go to Bali for their trashy holidays. A mate went once and came back with bumper stickers that said, I lost my foreskin, and I fuck midgets. <laughs> Similarly, <laughs> blokes in their utes will have their stickers that say, Diesel soot gets the mutt. Mutt is a gross word for vagina, oh. among other similar stuff. <laughs> really drives me mad. Anyway, have a good one. P.S. Lewis might be a sperm doctor offspring because his take on the matter was deformed. Get your DNA check, Lewis. There you go. Yeah, you, you did have a pretty fucking deformed take on that one, if I recall. Uh. I don't know if it's diesel soot gets the moot or mutt, mutt. but it's pretty... <laughs> Pretty gross. Term. Yeah, it is that a kind is of a gross awful. term, isn't it? I, I, I don't appreciate somebody calling it a cock either. I don't like that. I, I, I just, it doesn't, it's hard for me to say too, right? Like, I would never be like, oh yeah, my cock. Like, it just, I don't know. It's weird, right? <laughs> like, I would just yeah. say like, oh, my, 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 uh, my willy. Oh, my. My dingle dangle. My dingle, my dingle, my Johnson. But like, cock just seems like, I don't know. I guess it's like minge or like um, one of these other the horrible words. M Minge is horrible. Minge. That's a real. I think that's the worst. Like one. I will say, dick, no problem. I don't mind saying, oh my dick. But I would never refer to it as my cock. Like it just seems just such I mean, a. What's fucking... the worst word for dick that you can think of? But then when you think of like the the ones for women, like like I don't know, an axe wound or a sausage wallet, any of these things, <laughs> it's just fucking awful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It sounds so bad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's just it's so much worse. Oh, I for me, I can't think of, for for to describe a, a a penis. For me, the worst is cock. Like I can't think. Everything else is kind of comical, but cock is just like I don't know. It's just it's just, I just find it like a bit awkward. You know, like I don't know. There's just something about it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Sh I'm not sure what to do. No, I've got it. Oddly enough, I've got a um <laughs> huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an email. We need here, some horrible is... words for 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 dick to even the playing field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this. Yeah, Send they're them all in. fairly powerful sounding, aren't they? Well, you but, could uh... call it your wang. You could call it your todger. You could call it uh, your uh, your tallywhacker. You know, the, your the, old chap. Your old chap. Your your Johnson. Your dick. Your your penis your pensy your peni like there's these these are all okay peni would be the multiple of penis wouldn't it? sure but like whatever you know there? like it's just none of these words i find overly offensive but when somebody's like my cock like it just i don't know it's <laughs> a kind of offensive no like it just seems there must a bit be odd. some bad ones like like veiny bang stick or like <laughs> well i mean <laughs> like, oh like, like pork spam javelin there must be like there must be like a lot of weird stupid ones yeah no those are oh. fucking stupid like i don't they're i stupid. would not be offended by those no i think they're jokes yeah anyway. all right i got it this is a cracker this is trivia about the podcast oh okay. and we have to try and answer the trivia. oh these are oh, fun I like these, these are ones. fun i like these ones so here's one how many episodes did it take this is from martine by the way martine uh yeah. Uh, how many episodes? This is no, my perfect not. moment. No, it's it's it's. I think it's a lad called Martin, but it's pronounced Martine. So sure. Uh, how many episodes did it take Lewis to make fun of Perrin's bald head? Oh God, that had to have happened in the at least the first five episodes. I would say. Lewis. Hmm. Hmm. I think I only. I don't know. I don't know. Let's say. I'd say. I'd say twenty. Okay. It took two episodes. <laughs> okay, shit. Two at episodes. The beginning of, uh, two. Right? I thought this it was, was a at the trick. I thought it was longer. Two. 
I, no, at the beginning of episode two, you mentioned how the animated triangle figures of us that I had to have shine on my bald head on the animated triangle. Right. I believe I do. So there you go. So not even two full episodes. That's one episode and then the very start of the second episode it comes in. All right, here's one. Where did the name Triforce derive from? Um, it was, uh, it's oh. from the um, Legend of Zelda. Incorrect. It's the three, um, it's, the, it's meant to be the three triangles that come together to um I think that was a subsequent thing that we could create. Was it from power. Team Double Dragon? We wanted to have a video game name. We wanted to be three no, three of us instead of no, double. No. Do you want the answer? Yeah. Do you remember I think I told you guys that my nickname at one point was T-Force. Oh, that's right. right. T-Force. And we were like, <laughs> oh, well we should call it Triforce. We yeah. we suggested the following other possible names. Stone Cold Podcast. Oh, yeah. That would have been <laughs> fucking good, actually. But I think people would have expected a lot of wrestling talk. Yeah, they would have. My Two Dads, the podcast. And The Brindley Prospect, the podcast. <laughs> the Brindley Prospect. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. It really does. That's like the Mandela effect. The Brindley Prospect. It sounds like a shit uh, where, is like it, is there a TV film show the called 80s. Two and a Half Men? Because we could have called it, the podcast that as well. Two and a Half Men. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, what was the first game, computer game, that we discussed on the podcast? Oh, uh, back in the back at the time, it would have been probably like XCOM Two or maybe like Hearts of Iron or something like that. I'd say XCOM Two. I'd say it was probably. I I can't I can't go like half an hour without talking about World of Warcraft. I think it's probably World of Warcraft. The answer is Dota 2. Oh, oh shit. And this was when we were trying to figure out a shit. name for the podcast. Scrub Dota came up as an example of a good name. Oh, oh. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, now, trivial challenge, trivia challenge number five. Which famous fictional serial killer was Sips going to name his son after? Uh, Buffalo Bill. Um, Ted Bundy? No, Ted Bundy's not fictional. Oh, fictional. Sorry. Fictional um, serial killer Hannibal yeah. Lecter. No, um, you were going to name your son after a fictional serial killer. I'm just trying to think what 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 fictional serial killer would have um, even think of registered a TV show, a TV show, even perhaps. registered with me. Something Dexter. that you watched, Dexter. That's there right. We were oh toying God, with the idea right. of potentially naming him Decker at Dexter at one point, but then thought it's a bit creepy because we would be naming him after a serial killer there are dexters in your kids classes though aren't there there are yeah yeah not so much in my son's class in my in my seven-year-old daughter's class there's uh some dexters it's it seems more popular keep an eye out from for that age and then uh finally if if you're worried about dexters they remember they're good serial killers so they only kill people who are Suspected of, or yeah, one of the one of those of good crimes. serial killers that yeah. we've all yeah, so much, they're yeah. more like a vigilante, though, aren't they? Do you know what I mean everyone loves a vigilante? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. finally, uh, this is a, just a more of a, a, a sort of interesting uh, sort of thing about about how long we've been doing this podcast. I guess um, this was a, in an older episode. I was talking about how when we drove down to Dorset, we would often go past. We would always go past Thorpe Park, and my kids were too young to ride the rides, and they would always see it, and they would always want to to go and they'd be kind of like longing for that day and of course full circle in a more recent episode i i have taken my second child to the park and uh she didn't have much fun there if you guys remember yeah so I, I took them both to it so that's how <laughs> we've been doing the, it the from a point where neither takes. of them could go to the point where they've both been and one loved it and one hated it that's pretty much the way it goes yeah it is that's it life is. though isn't it that's you life know? that's you life might a, you might have that's a lovely life. time in singapore and you might hate it yeah I hope that you don't hate it, though. I hope that you have a great time. And the thing I is, think I'm gonna hate if you're there and you're disappointed, just use the time to just, you know, relax, recoup a little bit, regenerate, you know, catch up on some TV, maybe catch up on some, some games or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Just enjoy that time. I'm just going to I'm gonna enjoy looking around Singapore. The food is meant to be very good. Yeah. Um, so I am looking forward to that. And seeing a lot of people there that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of them since the last TI and stuff like that. So I'm going to make uh, the best of it because I know Fuck. two weeks away from the family and friends and streaming and all the rest of it. It's, it, it's hard when you get older to go away. When is, uh, so, but the hotel's nice and everything. So when, is the first, uh, when is the first... When is the first day of TI officially? Like when? Um... 
Because I'm going to probably get back into Dota for like a month. Let me think. So I'm oh, no. going out at the start of next week. I think it starts on Thursday. Might be Wednesday. Yeah. I think because it's like, it's quite a few days of main stage stuff. So there's group stage stuff, I think, starting next week. Right. And then I get there and then we have the main stage stuff. And then there's like a five day gap before the grand finals. So it's it's going to be a weird one because it, it's going to be a lot of time with the players not doing anything, us not doing anything while we wait for, I guess, the upper bracket, lower bracket final and the grand final is what we'll be waiting for. Uh, and maybe one other series, I'm not sure, on that final weekend. But the Singapore crowd, like the, the Southeast Asia crowd, is unbelievable. And all the events that, that all my friends have been to in Southeast Asia say like the crowd is so hype. And nice. that atmosphere should really be something. So I'm looking forward to that. Holy crap. Uh, for sure. Uh, just very quickly, we have one final email before we get to the hour mark. Right. This is from the foggiest Oggy. Did uh, PFLAX lose and sips? I have a hypothetical question for all of you. Right. If the royal family decided, I don't know if this is possible, let's imagine they did, like in a Hearts of Iron uh, focus tree, decided to get rid of the government entirely and go back to having the final say with no competition, would the UK be plunged back into the dark ages? Oh, absolutely it would, yeah. There's no I, way. I can't imagine any other answer. I mean, yeah. Yes. It just course. would for sure. It would never work. Um, um, I don't. I don't think that they have the ability to govern uh, like an entire country, especially not a, a big, complicated country economy and everything like like the UK is. Right. There's just. It, I mean, they would have ministers, right? And they would they would appoint them. Sure. I, I know that a lot of people then, say that having just... that benevolent dictatorship leads to the least friction, and I believe. If I'm, let me look up the government of Singapore. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much how Singapore is run. Uh, let me have a look. Government. It's a unitary dominant party, Parliament Republic. Oh, okay, fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sometimes, though, you get these places where, like, they fail to elect someone and there's, like, no government and it all plods along just fine. For years, sometimes. Surprisingly so, so. I don't know. I guess, like, this is a broad, very... We don't know what the answer to this question is. You know, is 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 everything still going to be in place? You know, that they're, they're, they're just topping off the head and replacing the head? Or, or are we going to get some new bureaucracy of apparatchiks and flunkies? You know, what what's the, what's the situation going to be? Or, you know, is King Charles having to make all the decisions? I mean, it would be obviously be awful, but how awful compared to what we have, you know? Um, I don't know. People always say that, you know, we've got the worst form of government apart from all the others. So, all right. Well, do, do you, you know. want to hear? Let me let me tell you this. This is actually quite interesting. This is the government of Singapore. The president. So they have executive, legislative, judiciary. They have the, the Westminster style system. The president is elected by popular vote for a renewable six year term. Requirements right. for this position, which were enacted by the I don't know what this government is, are extremely stringent such that only a handful of people qualify for the candidacy. These qualifications Whoa. include they need to be 45 years of age or more and no longer a member of political party. They have to have either held public office for at least three years in a number of specific public service leadership roles or have three years experience as chief executive of a fully profitable private sector company with at least $500 million equity, be a resident of Singapore for at least 10 years, not have a criminal record, and there are some more restrictions. They must also satisfy some specific regulations that they are a person of good integrity, good character, and reputation. And the Constitution of Singapore requires that presidential elections be reserved for specific racial communities if no one from that ethnic group has been elected to the presidency in the five most recent terms. So only members of that community would qualify as candidates in a reserved presidential election. In the 2017 presidential election, this combination of stringent requirements and a reserved election meant that the candidate had to come from the 13% Malay ethnic group. So a single person was qualified for office. Just one person, <laughs> Jesus. uncontested. And she became Singapore's first female president. I'd love this. Imagine if they just turned up at her house and were like, I'm sorry, you're the only person in Singapore eligible who could be president. <laughs> you're going to have to be president. It's, go it's you or no one. So, I think yeah. that's perfect. I think that's. I think you want to get people in who 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 
Well, I'm assuming sh- I'm sh- she applied, but um, oh, she had to. Rap. I like those. I like those requirements, like of being like a good person or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like at least, I mean, God, like that would knock off like most of the heads of state. Boris would have failed that. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Christ. And I guess True. you can't be president and prime minister at the same time, right? I don't because know, that yeah, I again feels like a fucking load of bullshit. A bit but apparently, the corruption in in Singapore is like almost non-existent. Like it's it's one of the lowest places in the world for corruption in Singapore. They've obviously got their shit together. But they are also, they do also have very, very harsh uh, criminal justice system by our sort of measure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, very harsh. Do they I, have I mean, a, but, a three strike rule? No, I think they just have, they have, I mean, if it's anything to it's do with one- drugs, as I understand it, you're going to fucking prison. Like that, you know, yeah. And yeah. the same thing with, um, if you have an OnlyFans, you can be arrested. Really? Are you serious? It's like obscenity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I know that I'm not allowed to vape in Singapore. Really? No vape. Yeah, yeah no you, vape. You'll get, you'll get in trouble if you throw a chewing, if you chew gum. I think. Maybe what the hell are you going to do if you can't vape there, Flax? I'm going to have to smoke regular cigarettes for, you, for a couple of you weeks. You got to go. Can you, is there like a, a border nearby that you can cross just to have a quick vape and then come back? No, or? <laughs> I'm not going to drive all the way out of Singapore just for a vape. No, you're just. Yeah, you, Singapore. You can't even bring it into the chewing country. Gum. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not illegal to chew gum, but it is against the law to import it and sell it. Right. Um, so if you have go. if you have a personal amount of gum on you, it, it's de- <laughs> it's decriminalized. Yeah. But, but yeah. if you're if you're bringing like a briefcase full of it, that's, G- that's gum for you know. personal use only. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think they've got like a death sentence for uh, for a lot of drug crimes. We just intercepted like one of the biggest hauls of hubba bubba this country has <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they've got the fucking desk and like a we got some tutti frutti here we've got uh, extra candy bubble uh, we, every the flavor of the, the sun the picture where they have the drug ball with the officers <laughs> holding up he's got loads of Wrigley's uh. Yeah, this yeah. has a street value of at least thirty-five pounds. <laughs> and in a, in a hidden compartment in the man's car, where we found all the hubba bubba, we found uh, some uh, some bazooka joes as well, uh, complete with comics, and uh, they were old. Uh, they were like little bricks. Tell us, was a big operation. Big <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, street oh, man. value thirty-five quid. Very the good. sticky bandits. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh Jesus. Oh man! Well, all right, well, all right. I, that's all. That's all. Thanks so much for the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, nurse myself back to uh, a, a reasonable amount of health now with my cold. Yep. Get well. The sniffles. Well. Yeah. Thank you very much. You do that. Um, yeah. God bless. Peace. God, all right. God bless. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.